Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We're hitting episode 18 today, and we'll be covering the topic of generally moving, and this is kind of coming out of the sermon, from fear to expectancy, expecting the Lord uh, to move and act, and specifically talking about what it means to wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is something we find all throughout Scripture, um, lots in the Psalms and in other passages as well that we're going to take a look at. But before we do that, Steve, you want to give us a kind of bridge from your sermon out of Daniel 10? Yeah, one of the main focuses was out of Daniel 10 for sure in verse 12 and following where Daniel is, has been praying and fasting and seeking out to the Lord and probably expected a, a really quick answer as occurred in chapter 9, but in chapter 10 that did not occur. It says, then he said to me, fear not, this is after Daniel's been praying, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. And then 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Uh, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of, kings of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. And so one of the emphasis that we kind of had during that section of the sermon was to remind us that sometimes we set our heart towards prayer and it's in its intent and it's um, just seeking the Lord's face and desiring his will to be done. And we don't get that response as quick as we desire. And sometimes we don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm, the things that may be occurring, um, and that the answer will arrive at some point. And what I said during the sermon was it may be 21 days, it may be 21 weeks, maybe 21 years. Uh, we just don't know, and it may not be within our time even, and it may not be answered the way we want. But uh, the key being that uh, we have to wait on the Lord sometimes and to kind of have a posture of our heart towards God that says, I'm willing to wait, I'm going to continue to pursue you and seek your will. So that was kind of the one of the main emphasis in the sermon this week and kind of just to bridge us into uh, kind of what the Lord had laid on your heart, I believe, in Psalm 130. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to read through Psalm 130, and I'll just uh, <clears throat> start it out in verse 1. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. Verse 5, he says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word... I hope my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. This is characterized as a song of ascent, and it's a type of psalm. I mean, it's a way to kind of um, sing while we're in a trial or sing while we need God to move. And it's a way to lift our hearts up to him in the midst of what we're going through. And here in verse 5, David, uh, the psalm writer says, I wait for the Lord. 
my soul waits and in his word I hope. So he's waiting for the Lord and while he's he's saying my soul is waiting for him to come and do what only you can do to to, to come and answer his prayers, to be attentive to the voice of his pleas for mercy. And while he's waiting, it says, in his word, I hope. Um, this kind of characterizes what it is to, to wait on the Lord. And one of the um, psalms that talks about that, also a psalm that talks about it, is Psalm 37. Um, psalm 37. Kind of gets to the posture of, of how we should wait. This is just such a rich psalm in general, but we're going to focus on verse 7. It says, be still before the Lord. And wait patiently for him. So, so in our waiting, we are to be still before the Lord. Mm-hmm. We are to um, just posture ourselves um, in stillness. And the, the crazy thing about stillness is we're not doing anything. I think one of the reasons we may struggle, one of the reasons I struggle even to wait, is that we we feel like it's not accomplishing anything. Like when we're we're pleading for the Lord to do something and we're just like, well, we just need to do something. I mean, how many times, even throughout the scriptures, are people waiting on the Lord and they just take it into their own hands? You think about just so many stories just flash before my eyes in the Old Testament. But waiting on the Lord, it, it um, needs, we need to be still. Because when we're, we're still, we're not doing anything and we're, we're waiting on him to act. Um, the stillness and our stillness before him. So any thoughts you have on that? Yeah, I think the word patiently I really struggle with because that is not my in the human nature that isn't common for me, right? Um, and so I think to me that that um, patience while waiting on the Lord um, it stretches what we expect Him to do and what we're looking for, and sometimes the consequence or thing that we desire from Him isn't necessarily what He has in store for us, even. And so we see other things happening for other people, and we see other things that just doesn't seem just or fair because I haven't received what they have. And, um, and I think sometimes we get caught up in receiving versus being in the presence of God. He's the gift. And we talked about that in the past, the presence of God is the gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being still being patient, waiting, long suffering, those are things that, you know, as Americans, especially it isn't, um, doesn't come easily to us. And so I think that that's kind of what jumps out to me, the word patience. And we know mm-hmm. that patience in the New Testament says it's a fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. not my fruit. And so waiting patiently on the on what God is going to say or do um, causes us maybe or forces us to have to lean back into uh, the Spirit instead of the flesh. So that's what jumps out to me, I guess, in that Psalm 37, 7 there. Yeah, absolutely. And even, I mean, you mentioned Daniel waited for 21 days. Mm-hmm. It took 21 days for the answer to come. And um, I think about times in my own life where I've been asking the Lord for wisdom or asking him uh, for specific direction in a decision. And it just doesn't come and it doesn't come and it doesn't come. And then by the time it comes, like I've learned so much in the waiting process that I think oftentimes the the gift, like you just said, it's his presence, right? And his, if his presence is always with us, then the gift is in the waiting mm-hmm. because we wait for him, but we also wait with him because he's present with us at Absolutely. all times. So yeah. good word. I think a, a lot of the, the work that he does is in the waiting, mm-hmm. <laughs> is in our own hearts and, and making us more and more patient um, in that. So yeah, totally. So waiting on the Lord and even just... Um, you kind of mentioned it, but be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
being still requires that we need to stop. I mean, to come to a full stop. And we're, like you said, in American culture, not often very good at that. Mm -hmm. Um, We struggle to, we think that doing nothing is very unproductive. And when it comes to doing nothing and being still before the Lord, it's not actually doing nothing, but we're physically still and we're, we're asking him to move and we're waiting for him to move. We think that it's, we confuse it with it not being productive or something like that, but we're waiting for him to move and, and training ourselves in that. So it's removal distractions, which obviously mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this Sunday, but it's removing us, removing distractions. So we have to hear something. And sometimes it's our own internal dialogue, even with us between us and God. I mean, that's what a lot of Psalms are actually is the internal dialogue becoming external for our benefit. Um, and for the author's benefit, God already knows, but, um, to remove those distractions long enough to be forced to hear from God, mm-hmm. I think is really, really, and we've talked about that in the past. And for me, the hunting stand or uh, just spending time in the yard or in the woods or things like that are times that are that force, especially if you're hunting. Some people can't do it because they can't sit still long enough to even <laughs> consider it for a few minutes. But uh, if you're going to be a good hunter, you better sit still for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered, like, so uh, we're willing to do things for, like for that, um, but are we willing to, to sit still for the Lord? Like we mm-hmm. willing to sit and seek what it is that he desires for us. And I know, yeah, that's a struggle for, for many of us. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And another text you wanted to jump into as well out of Romans, I believe. Yeah. Romans eight. Let's go ahead and turn there. Okay. So we had a couple Psalms that talked about waiting on the Lord and I'll just kind of look at the w- waiting in scripture in general. <clears throat> um, and in Romans eight, Starting in verse 19, Paul says, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. So just right there, it's talking about the creation that waits. I mean, it's literally something that is, it's not just a human thing. Mm -hmm. And what does the creation wait for? It waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Well, why? He goes on to say, For the creation was subjected to to futility, not willingly, try to say that fast, (laughs) but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, while they wait, wait for what? The revealing of the sons of God and being set free from the bondage. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 23, says, not only creation, but and this is such an interesting verse, but mm-hmm. we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, Grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. I mean, there's so much right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reading this one time and having someone point out that uh, this uh, inward groaning, groaning is often associated with suffering. And so this is a, like, it's a work of the spirit. Like the spirit comes into our lives. We are, we're sealed with the spirit. And then we begin to groan for our redemption for uh, we're in this in between space between what has already happened in the kingdom and what has not yet happened in the kingdom. And while I wait for that gap to close, um, it's a, it's an eager waiting and longing and it's a groaning. Um, And that is something as a result of the work of the spirit. And so, Creation waits for this day, and we also wait for this day. We, we wait for the redemption of our bodies. But the amazing thing about God is like there's this day that is coming where our bodies will be redeemed, where we will be redeemed. We won't suffer anymore. We won't struggle with sin anymore. 
There's this grand day coming. This is what we hope for. But there's also what God wants to do here and now. He wants to work and weave some of that redemption into us in the here and now. And so these are the things, in my view, that we wait for him to do right now. And so do you have any thoughts on that? Just kind of as we jump into this passage, anything particular stick out? Yeah, I'm going to cheat a little bit and keep going if that's okay with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so 24, for in this hope we were saved. In this hope we were saved, past mm-hmm. tense. Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with what? Patience. There's there it is again. again. Yeah, right. Uh, but I love this next part then, knowing that the patience is generally mm-hmm. not a fruit of the, of the flesh. It says, likewise, the spirit help us in our weakness. Mm-hmm. And so making that connection between the flesh and the spirit, or the flesh longs for the things of this world. The spirit longs for the things of spiritual nature, eternal mm-hmm. things. And so you're right on. I think that when you reread that a few times, it just hits me that uh, creation's crying out because it desires redemp- the redemptive, redemptive process of being a new creation. Um, and I can't wait for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we are, the spirit that dwells within us is, like you said, longing for the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. uh, how patient does the spirit have to be with us, with our <laughs> flesh, right? And I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And I don't know if you've ever felt that before. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have. But there's something in deep, deep down inside of us that says um, there's something more than this. And, and I can't wait to have that. Uh, kind of like you mentioned. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So God's doing, he's, he's interceding on our behalf through the Spirit. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So that's like this transformation that's taking place is that we become transformed or conformed to the image of his Son, not the image of the flesh. Of ourselves, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, firstborn from death to life. Mm-hmm. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. But, which, by the way, all those words put the onus of the pressure on Jesus, not me. Mm-hmm. He's done it all. Yep. And so, and all, we, all we're called to do is wait patiently. Yeah. And that's too much for us, right? Right. And right. He's, he's done it all. And I think that if we lose perspective of what all has been done for us, that's when we become impatient. Mm-hmm. That thinking that that we want it now, we deserve it now, whatever it may be, but we lose the fact that, um, and I say this frequently, and we do we try to get this across is like you have we as Christians we have been left here for a purpose, mm-hmm. according to what the scripture just said. Even you know um, that purpose is to glorify God and bring the gospel into the midst of a broken world, um, and mm-hmm. we do so groaning on the inside, yeah. <laughs> waiting yeah. for this to all be done and to have the uh, eternal um, be be what it we're looking for and longing. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I couldn't stop there. Cause as I kept reading while you're reading the top part, I'm like, man, got to keep going. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Yeah. So. You cheater. Yeah. Right. No, just yeah. kidding. It's not cheating. Yeah. Um, I, I just, at when you read, uh, 26 through 20, well, the rest of it, um, I couldn't help, but just like, if, if we are weak, if we feel weak, if we feel discouraged or depressed or just down and are in need of some encouragement, Think about the fact that God himself intercedes for you to himself. That's good. Like the spirit of the Lord is interceding for you before the Father because you are in the Son. 
just this this triune dance as it's been called of our salvation and of our ongoing relationship to god like you are that valuable to the king of the universe Mm -hmm. we are his and he intercedes for us in our weaknesses he intercedes us with groanings too deep for words and um i just was encouraged by that absolutely yeah that's good so you want to jump to isaiah yeah are you there already yes, I you am go there. ahead isaiah 40 31 is what you have marked here but they who wait for the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint boy it sure feels like i've seen that on a lot of cards yeah it's kind of one of those verses that gets used or for graduation cards or right things along those lines so but how does it how does it fit in with what we're talking about uh today well we're called to wait for the lord with patience uh, we're called to be still and wait for the Lord. This is often difficult, you know. I think we've said it before. Um, we become patient people by waiting, and we all want to be patient, but we don't want to wait for anything. Like, just watch yourself in traffic or watch yourself when you're really hungry and the food's taking a little longer than you thought to cook. We don't want to wait, but we want to be patient. So mm-hmm. we need to learn how to wait in a lot of ways, and I think God has a way of just through life circumstances teaching us how to wait and ultimately it's to learn how to wait on him Mm -hmm. um but in contact with this it's like it's like why obviously we know what we're waiting for both in the future tense and also right now like we're waiting for the redemption of our bodies but there's also an aspect that we're, we're waiting for god to move in this specific area and why they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I think the times where I know that I should be waiting on the Lord, and I decide to do it my way or to act too quick, I don't end up being mounted up with wings like eagles. I don't end up running and not growing weary. I don't end up walking and not growing faint. I end up tired mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not him. It's me. Yep. And, it, and especially when it's something that only he can do and I'm trying to do it on my own strength. It's like, like you said, uh, we see this verse a lot and I think it's the rationale for like, why do we wait? We wait because it's well, something he's going to do. And we are waiting on him to do that. So that's what what made me think about this verse and what jumps out to me as we read it. I'm going to cheat again. Cheater. All right. We're going to back up just a little bit because there's some scriptures that really jump out to me. Hmm. Um, 27 on. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. So he, if he's the creator, he's also the redeemer. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. He does not faint or grow weary. Mm-hmm. His understanding is unsearchable. Uh, so he's like contrasting, right? Mm-hmm. Like we grow weary, but God does not. And so we actually, our faith and hope is in someone that is the creator, the redeemer, the one that doesn't lose strength, the one that doesn't grow tired. Like that is where my faith is in the one that's above and over all of these things. Mm. He gives power to the faint and to him who has, uh, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. So it's God mm. who gives those things. Just like it's exactly what you said, right? Mm. Even youth shall faint and be weary, which I like praise be to the Lord in verse 30 for me, right? All those younger than me, you're going to even grow tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel it. <laughs> right? And young men shall fall exhausted, mm. but they who wait for the Lord, and you already read, we read this already, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And so, yeah, that onus, mm. like the looking at who it is that is the, the source of strength that is God, just as you said, mm. it's God. So I'm just reiterating what you already said, but it was interesting as I reread that, just thinking about the work that God does in and through us uh, for his glory and others' good, and he is the source of all this. And why wouldn't we run back to the source? We do that for other stuff. Mm. but God is the source of our strength. And so with mm-hmm. that is who we need to turn our hearts and minds and wills back over to uh, the, the one who made all this mm. is the one who uh, is eternal and he has it all in abundance. And so we've got to wait patiently for him, but seek his face. So yeah, that's what jumped off out to me there. So uh, any other comments in there or you wanted to jump to Ephesians three, either way, I'm good. Just thinking about this. Um, you know, I wonder for me, there's been times where, it's like I'm not, I'm not experiencing this. Uh, you know, I've, I feel like I've been waiting on the Lord, and mm-hmm. I'm not experiencing this re- renewal of strength and this uh, ability to run and not be weary and walk and not faint. And I'd say it's probably either because I'm not actually waiting on the Lord or I haven't waited long enough on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's in his time. Yep. So just a thought I had kind yep. of off the cuff. But, yeah, we can jump up to Ephesians if you don't have anything else here. Yeah, I'm good. Great. Want me to read that? Yeah, go for it. This is kind of your, I appreciate how you've kept this kind of as a theme before us. And so you're, you'd be need to be the one to kind of sum, sum it up for us. But um, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So closing thoughts, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, just to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. And I said this in the benediction this week, and it's a question I've been asking myself. Do I believe that? Do I believe that he's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think? And whether or not I believe that is expressed in how often I wait for him. Mm-hmm. Like the the correlation between how much I wait to what I believe is so clear. If I believe that he's able to do far more abundantly than all that I could ask or think, I will wait on him. And that's what I've been wrestling with lately uh, in my own time in prayer and reading um, and in solitude, uh, which I think is one of the primary ways we can kind of train ourselves and be led by the Spirit to grow in our ability to wait, um, is just spending time in the quiet. There's so many references throughout Scripture to just being in the quiet before God. There's Psalms that we have quieted our hearts before you or Elijah hearing the still small voice or whatever it may be. And I think that's one of the ways we can grow in our ability to wait for him. But yeah, just that our, how, how much we believe what Paul says here, that God is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, which by the way is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, how much we believe that we can say we believe it. And this is where I'm being convicted myself. I can say I believe it a lot, but it's expressed in how well I wait. That's my true, that's what I truly believe. Yeah, so one of our um, folks here at the church asked the question, like, so what, or how do I do this? Because, Mm. you know, how do I implement waiting? How do I implement implement, uh, meditating? Like, what does this look like practically? Um, We know, we know it theologically, doctrinally, all these things now, you know, we looked at the scriptures, but what does it mean for me? Um, Today is Tuesday, we're recording this. So what does it mean this afternoon and tomorrow and Thursday? Like, how does this play out? in uh, in its natural course of life. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I think if we find ourselves not good at waiting, we need to pay attention to the invitations from God all throughout our day to wait for things, um, whether it be the line at the grocery store or the gas station or wherever it is you find yourself waiting. Um, but also I think in terms of a spiritual discipline, um, just practicing being quiet before the Lord um, is something that has grown my ability to do that. There's been times where I've literally set a five-minute timer um, and just sat before the Lord and just waited um, and said, Lord, meet me in this time um, or 10 minutes or wherever, whatever you can do. I encourage you to challenge yourself a little bit there um, and just put your phone on do not disturb and remove what might distract you and just practice being a present to the Lord and what he might want to say in and through his word. Yeah, that's good. Redeem those times, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have to walk between uh, the restroom and back to your workstation, pray and meditate, you Mm -hmm. know, redeem that time. Um, Good grief. Watch people wait in line for coffee. That's not a good thing. You know, they're there for a reason. So especially if it's the first (laughs) cup of the day. Exactly. So redeem that time, though, you know, pray for the person in front of you. Pray pray for somebody that comes to mind. Um, There's just so many ways to actually do this. I think that we kind of overcomplicated at Mm. times. I love your timer idea. We we use that a lot with marriage counseling, even Mm. when it talks to like talking with one another. Um, So I think it's a great, great idea. Redeem your drive to work. Turn Mm -hmm. off the radio. Pray. Um, eyes open, pray, right? While you're driving, we talk about that. Do not close your eyes. Yeah. Um, there are just a lot of different ways to redeem this. And so just being mindful, like what, what aspects of your day, at least in my mind, this is how it goes. What aspects of my day can I redeem for this as well? And you and I have talked about this, Jordan. There are times when the Lord just tells me to sit back in my chair and look out the window and I don't like it, mm-hmm. but it's necessary sometimes. Like we, we bird watch. It's awesome. You know, it's yeah. to some people it's boring, but to me, it's kind of like seeing the Heavenly Father take care of the, the creatures that he's made. And so it reminds right. me of the fact that I'm no different. He's going to take care of me as well. So there's just so many different things that if we will find what we're looking for, mm-hmm. and if we're looking to be busy, looking to be distracted, it's all over the place for us. But if we're also looking to connect with God, it's all over the place for mm-hmm. us. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of what, what is it that we're truly looking for. Um, and not to judge the person who wrote that question at all. I think we all struggle with this, mm-hmm. uh, but just kind of making it as basic as we can um, is helpful as well. So those are my thoughts. Absolutely. On that. So any other closing thoughts? Yeah, I think just on that note, um, something I've done before too is whatever, you know, I spend my time in the mornings reading scripture and try to come away with the one or couple of things that I think God is trying to convict me of or communicate to me. And I try to call those to mind in those moments during the day. Like you said, if you have a moment where you're waiting in line or whatever it may be like trying to recall, like what he spoke to you earlier in the day and just meditate and reflecting on that, whatever passage you read. So, so I made the face because my chair squeaked, not because you were saying anything <laughs> that was bad. It was excellent. Right. Was on. Like, did I say anything no, radical yeah, there? Right. I don't not think at so. all. Just yeah. my chair. <laughs> so precept upon precept, line about, uh, um, upon line is kind of what you're saying as well. Like mm-hmm. like that one thing that, yeah, and focus in on it's good. Now, the in order to do that, this presupposition, the assumption is you're spending some time in the Word of God right. daily, mm-hmm. or at least a verse or a thought within it. So, And I'd encourage you to do that. Um, it doesn't take long, actually, especially mm-hmm. if you have the app, uh, version or something. I listen to First John 
in like minutes the other night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long at all. Now, the problem with that is it can be overwhelming. So maybe take a verse or two and focus in on that. I like that. Right. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us for episode 18. Uh, we hope you join us this Sunday as we continue our series and focus on prayer and fasting and just desiring to seek the Lord together. So we pray you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us, as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings. Blessings.